Potter, who pays for the gadish when the dog brings the eats the cookie over there? We discuss the mouth of the animal which is eating, being the of the nizuk. The Gemara begins with Rava telling us that we actually have a pasuk and a brisa backing up Rabbi Yochanan saying that Eish is in fact chitzav. What's this pasuk? What's this brisa? First, the pasuk says kisete Eish, which sounds like the Eish itself goes out. And then it says, Yeshalim ha-maver es ha He who lit the fire. You see that this fire that went out is actually being maver. He is actively doing it. It's his fire. It's his arrow. The Bresa says the same thing. The Bresa says, that when the Pesach begins discussing Nizkei Momoin, Kisei Eish, which sounds like you, yourself, but then it ends up talking about Gufai, calling him the maver. That tells us that his Eish is his arrow. That's Mamash him. Now, Rava asked Abaya a question. If you hold that Eish is your arrow, when is Tomun Beish ever going to be Potter? Just because it was hidden, if, if the fire is as if you went over there and damaged it with your arrow, so then you should be Chayv, even if it was buried under haystack. So Abaya answers, the case has to be that the when the, when the fire was started, when he actually lit it, there was a wall that was blocking between him and the haystack. So the arrow that he shot wouldn't have burnt anything. But then after he lit it, the wall fell down. And then the fire traveled into the next field. So over there, his arrow, the original shot that he set off, that was over. Then the wall fell down and a new thing began. There, he'll be butter. Aye, then even if it wasn't Tomun, if it's out in the open, it shouldn't be high because his arrow fell short. It should have stopped at the wall. My answer is that, yeah, Rabbi Yochanan actually agrees with Rish Lakish. He holds that, yeah, the Eish is your moment, but it's also, on top of that, it also counts as your direct action, your arrow. The case would be where he had time to rebuild the fence before the fire got there, and he didn't. So over there, it's his moment, it's his fire, it's, it's like his ox went through. And he didn't guard it. He didn't rebuild this fence. That's why he'll be chayev. Aye, then what's the nafkamino? What's the maibinayu between Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish? If Rabbi Yechon actually agrees with Rish Lakish, the difference will be whether you'll be mechayev for Tsar, Ripoy, and Sheves. Now we'll go back to the Rishna and we discuss the case of the goat eating a cookie that has a flame attached to it. So he's chayev and Nezak for the cookie and... Chati Nezek on the Gedish, on the haystack. Who is Chayef for that Gedish? The dog owner or the fire owner? So the Gemara says, it's a dog owner. No, why isn't the coal, the coal owner also Chayef? Oh, it must have been that he goaded his coals. How did the dog get to it? Asks the Gemara. Oh, he must have dug into the property of the coal owner to get the coal. Sir Murray Brader of Kahana says, you see from the fact that, he, that we pay Nezek Shalom on this Koki, that dogs get through doors. That's normal. That's expected. And the dog owner should have guarded it from that. New says the Gemara, where did the dog eat the eat the cookie? If he ate it on the Gaddish itself, that doesn't work. Meaning, if he ate it on some random Gaddish, not the Nizuk's Gaddish, that's not the Nizuk's property. It has to be a viewer's day. It has to be a viewer's day. 
Elamai, it must be that he ate it on the cookie owner's gadish. And that's why he's chayev. Nezik Shalim. Now the Gemara says, we can see from here something very interesting. That the mouth of the animal which is eating counts as the chatzar hanezik. Because if it's a chatzar hamazik, he could say, "Why is your what's your cookie doing in my dog's mouth, in my property? Notice when we're asking, is your cow's mouth your property or the, the nizuk's property? If you say that it's the mazik property, the, do- the, the dog or the cow's owner's property, then when are you going to ever have a case of Shane? It's always going to be in the mazik's property. He's never going to be chayev. So Amor Bereder of Kahana says, you could still be chayev for Shane, even if you say that it's the mazik property, if the damage isn't done in his mouth, if he's scraping up against the wall for Hano, or if he goes to the bathroom for, for Hano, so that's not his mouth, it's not in the mazik's property, he'll still be chayev. There's the case of Shane. Now Marizutra asks, we still need the puzzle of Kaishavara Galil Ad Tumoy. He's not entirely destroying the property in these cases of Shane. Why would that be Nazak Shalim? So Ravina answers there are ways that he would be entirely destroying it. Either uh, he rubs up against a, a picture on a wall, a graffiti, and he totally destroys that for his Ano. Or Ravashi says if he totally rolls over the fruits and destroys it in that way, that'll also be Shane Nazak Shalim. Next, the Gemara tells us, if someone ex- excites a dog or a snake to attack, he's Potter. Who's Potter? Well, the guy who excited the animal is Potter. The owner of the dog is going to be Chayev. Uh, if you hold that the mouth of your dog is the Chatzar Hamazik, you could say, what's your hand doing in my Chatzar in my dog's mouth? Seems like an interesting uh, Havamino. The Gemara answers in a Hanami. They're both going to be Potter, even the one who sicked the animal to go attack. Or we could say that the cases where the animal's teeth fell out, so it was no longer in the Mazik's Vishus. Next, the Gemara has a case of a guy who takes a snake and actually stabs someone with the snake. So if Yudha says, he's Michael, the Chamam says he's Potter. Rebbe Yaakov says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he must learn that since Yechayev, that there is venom on the teeth of the snake. So essentially, he just used the teeth, the the, the, the snake and, and its teeth as like a, a weapon, a sword. He weaponized it, just his tool. But according to the Chachamim, the Chachamim hold that a snake actually has to excrete the venom. So the snake was the one that did the damage. So just throwing it isn't going to be Mechaev enough. He didn't do the actual damage directly. Ah, uh, it says the Gemara, if you're going to say that the mouth of your animal is the Chatzar Hamazik, why can't you say, what's your hand doing in my snake's mouth? The Gemara says, we wouldn't say that when it comes to killing. How do we know that this wouldn't apply to killing as well? We have a Braisa. The Braisa tells us that if someone walks into someone else's Chatzar without permission, and the guy's wild ox comes out and uh, gores him to death. So the Balabias, he's Potter. He doesn't have to pay the kaifer of killing this person. Although this ox now has to be killed because it's a Yishar Niskal. Why doesn't the Baal have to pay? Because he could say, what were you doing in my backyard? I 
Why is his Shur Chayev? Again, he has the same claim. What are we doing in my Rosh Of course, Max is going to gore you. No, because when it comes to killing, there we draw the line and we don't apply these roundabouts. If there was a death involved, we're not going to say what we're doing in my Rosh The same will apply by the snake. Next thing one tells us that there were these goats. Maisa, story happened. These goats of the, the Beit Tarbu, they were ruining Rabbi Yosef's property. They were bothering him. So he tells Abaye, who happened to be was his Talmud, he says, do me, do me a favor, go tell the Beit Arbu to keep their goats hidden. Keep them in, uh, under control. So Abaye says, what am I going to do? I'm going to go there, I'm going to tell them to, to put away their goats. And they're going to say, why should we lock up our goats? Tell him to put up a fence so that my goats don't go into his property. The Gemara says, hold on a second, if that's a valid claim that you have to put up a fence, then when do we ever have a case of Shane where my animal walks into your property and damages that I'll be hive? It's not able to get into your property if you put up a fence. The Gemara answers, number one, we could say that it dug underneath your fence. So you did your job building a fence, but I'm going to be hive for Shane because it dug under. Or if your fence fell down in the middle of the night, which you're not responsible to rebuild because you didn't know about it. In that case, I'd be high for Shane if, it, if my animal went into your apartment over that fallen fence. Next, if Yosef, some say, was Rabbah, made this announcement that anyone who's going up there to Surah down to Bavel, they should say that whenever there are goats that are from the Shuk, meaning that they're meant for Shechita, if these goats are bothering somebody, meaning they're causing someone a loss, a damaging, so you tell this goat's owner, hey, you're cattle, your goat, which is meant for shechita, is bothering, is, 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 is causing me damage. You give him a warning two or three times if the guy keeps his goat locked up. So great. If not, then you're allowed to shecht his goat, which is bothering you, which is ruining your property. Pay him for the value of this shechted goat now, even though if you would have waited a couple of weeks, a little while, this goat would be worth more during uh, shechting season or something like that. You have the right to do that once you warned him two or three times. Ah, she says that this is even if the goats are damaging. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.